And let me pray as we, uh, we move ahead. Father God, we once again just thank you for today. God, I thank you for this beautiful weather. I thank you for this, this beautiful uh, chance and this opportunity we've had to celebrate with these five amazing individuals that, whom you created and called. God, we just pray that your hand would be upon them, that you would just bless them. And God, that you would bring them into the depths, Lord, of your love, of your knowledge and understanding. And God, we, that you would just lead them forward to what it is you have for them and the purpose for their lives. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen, amen. Well, how's everyone doing today? I hope you're doing good. It's, you know, we've sang happy day like five times now. I, hopefully it's, something's caught hold here. I just want to say welcome to everyone today. Welcome to those watching online. Uh, for those of you who it's uh, your first time with us today, we just want to give a special welcome. We would invite you, uh, if you get a chance, to stop by our blue tent back there. We would just love a chance to get to say hello, uh, give you something, uh, a couple things, and, and just see how we can come alongside you. Um, I do have two special guests, and they probably don't want me to embarrass them, but I'm going to, even though they're hiding behind the speaker. Um, Leanna, well, actually, a number of special guests. My Leanna is here somewhere with Levi, our, our new little guy. So she's hiding, I think, somewhere over here. And then over here, are her parents drove all the way up to see us from Texas. And so John and Nancy are here. And so it's uh, real special. We've been hanging out, um, and mom's been cooking, and I have been putting on weight. So um, they are leaving tomorrow, I think, which is probably a good thing because I don't know that my shirts are going to continue to fit, but we will miss them uh, dearly, but it's been a wonderful visit and great to have them. So I'm going to uh, just share this for a few moments today. I'm sure many of you, I know nobody's looked at your watch and realized what time it is because you're having such an amazing time, but for those who are keeping track and realize we're kind of creeping in on when the service will end and you know how long I tend to go, um, don't panic. Uh, I'm going to deliver a short, brief, just a few thoughts, a message. I think the technical term is sermonette, but I don't really operate in anything that ends in et. I don't think it fits very well with me. So uh, I'm going to just share just maybe a devotional or, or something like that or a short sermon. So um, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And, you know, it's, it's been an, an amazing day, and I, I hope you sense just how awesome it is uh, to see five people uh, follow, you know, the, the instructions that Jesus gave us and follow Jesus in water baptism. Uh, it's such an, a public display. It's such a, a, an amazing thing, and, and it's, it's a representation of what's happened inside. When they said yes to Jesus Christ, uh, this represents that going into the grave and being risen again, dying and being raised in Christ Jesus, a new person. And all of us that have professed Jesus as Lord and Savior, that is the same gift, that is the same uh, power, the power that uh, was in Christ Jesus and rose him from the dead, that is the same power that we get to walk in, the same spirit we get to walk with today. And so, again, whatever it is that we're facing, we need to remember that Jesus has, has, has paid it all, has given it all, to, so that we can be in communion and to be in relationship with God the Father once again. And it is an amazing gift uh, that, that took place. Now, I was kind of chuckling earlier as I was just, as the service was progressing, like, you know, people walk by. I don't know if you realize that. People kind of pass by. Uh, most of it's to the backs of you, you, but they're walking down the sidewalk into town and they might stop some for a minute and listen. And I'm, I wonder like what people must think, you know, like when we started a while, you know, earlier, what are they doing with these little plastic cups? Like, are they taking shots? I mean, what are they doing over here in this church service? You know, we're peeling it off, wrestling with this, this, this uh, metal, you know, foil and getting it off there. And we take this bread and, and then we drink this little bit of, you know, grape juice. Like what's, what's the deal there? Like what's going on? 
You know, but it's, we do that, again, we do it in, in an act of faith, don't we? We do that in a, in a way that, that we remember and, and um, remember and recall what took place at the cross. And the significance for it is that we are doing that really in faith, right? Because we are doing it uh, as, as an act of, of what we were told to do, as an act of what was demonstrated. And so we do so by faith. And then we move to this place, and again, people walking by like, what in the world? Why are people getting into this tub of water with their clothes on and these people are trying to drown them or something, you know? They're like holding them down and bringing, like, what is going on? Well, the reality is, is truly we, these people just stepped into a, a, a horse trough full of water and got really wet, right? But the significance comes through our faith and understanding what it is, the significance and what it represents and because of what we were told to do. And so we do this thing, we do these motions or these actions in a, with, a, with an attitude of faith and in faith, trusting that God is in them and through them, amen? And so it really comes down to what? Is it the tank? Is it the cup? Or it's our faith, right? It's our faith in those things. And so what I want to look at today is just what is faith? Now, some of you, again, might sit here like, well, I know what faith is. I mean, faith's faith. But you know, have you ever tried to describe something maybe like the wind? We can describe, you know, as we look around and we see the tree, we can describe or explain its effects a lot of times. We can feel it. We know it's real. We know it's present by what we see happening with the trees and the things around us. But if you really tried to explain what wind is, it, it might be a little challenging. Would you agree? And I think with our, when we talk about faith, to really think about, yeah, I get it, but to, do you understand or could you explain it? And, and so I just want to kind of just touch on a few points today, just for the next few minutes, if you'll stay with me. I know I'm starting to smell hamburgers. I don't know if you're smelling it out there yet, but we, we will keep this short. And I understand it's, it's hard to focus when there's food around. But I want to talk about just faith just for a few moments. So if, if you have your Bibles, if not, if you're on our uh, online bulletin, uh, you, can, you can jump on there and the, the scripture should be there. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and this is what it says. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that it, it, is, it was, sorry, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So pause there just for a second. So nothing that is seen was made out of something. And really the essence of faith is that, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's the essence of it is, is what is unseen is actually there's something there that we cannot see. But uh, verse four, by faith, uh, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. In verse six, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he commended the world, or sorry, condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that came 
by faith. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that our hearts are open to receive. And we thank you, Lord, for just uh, the, the preparation, Lord, that you've done to hear uh, the following words. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Amen. So again, faith is this, this thing. We know that it exists. Uh, many of you right now are, are sitting on chairs. Now, how many of you, as you, you know, prepared your entrance to, to that chair and you were sitting down, did you kind of pause and did you struggle with, will this chair hold me up? <laughs> you know, but you, you don't even realize it, did you? You just sat down. Why? Because you've done it before and you understand it. And, and, but there's a certain amount of faith in, in action right now as you sit on that chair, as you are trusting in what it is and what it can do, its capabilities, its capacity, and that it can hold you and sustain you through Pastor Dell's amazingly short sermon today. Amen? And so, again, you know, there is faith. We are always, when we flip a light switch, there's faith that the light will come on. Again, we've seen it a hundred times, so we don't think about it, but there's this expectation and this faith. So what is faith? Well, sometimes we can, you know, define something, what it is, by what it's not or what it doesn't do. And, and one thing I just, it came to my mind, and again, this might not be as structured as normal, but it's just some thoughts that I wanted to share. But one thing is that faith cannot exist in a vacuum. Faith needs to have a, a, an object. There must be something else involved that our faith is being placed into. Do you understand? That, that, that our faith has, there has to be an object of our faith. Where does our faith go? We can't just sit like in a room with the doors closed and just sit by ourselves. It doesn't really take faith to do that. But faith has to be, there must be something else present. And so what are two components of faith, if you will? In Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, it says this, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your, do your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Again, so our first component that we're looking at today is that faith is what brings about our salvation. It is through faith that we are saved in Christ Jesus. How many are thankful for that today? Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah, you that's, thank you. Thank you, Lori. Yeah, you should be excited about that. And, you know, because we realize, again, you could be somewhere else today. You could, you could be in a different place today. You could be in the exact same situation. You could, you could be facing, um, as, as Marty shared today, just the, the, the horrific things that are going on around us in the world. We could be in a place where there is no hope. If we did not have faith in God, that God is still at work, that God is still sovereign, that God is still moving, and that God is still going to accomplish his perfect plan for you and for me and for this world, we could be shaken to our core. We could be in fear, and we could, be, again, it doesn't mean that it doesn't bother us. It doesn't mean that it doesn't concern us. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt us, if you will, you know, when we see those images, or even shakes us a bit. But when we come back to the word of God, we come back to our faith in Christ Jesus and in, in, in the work that he has done, and that it is solidified, then we can find hope, can't we? That there is always hope because in faith we are walking this out and we trust that God is with us and Jesus Christ is moving. So again, the first component is that we are saved through faith. That is what brings about our salvation in Christ. Uh, number two, Romans 5, chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's another amen moment. I, again, it's that we have peace with God. If there's one person, one being, if you will, one person in this 
universe that you want peace with, I think that God would probably be my first choice. How about you? I don't want to be at war with God. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. That's, this doesn't sound good. But the way that we find peace with God, it, is, it comes through our justification, which comes through our faith in Christ Jesus. You see, again, so many in the world today, they see the things going on. They see the turmoil. They see just kind of the wheels coming off all, all around. But again, what do we do with that if we don't, do not have Jesus Christ? If we, if we don't have the confidence in knowing that we have been justified, not because of ourselves. Now, I see some of you out there, and I know some of you, and some, you guys are some pretty good people, I have to say. But the reality is, is none of us can save ourselves, can we? None of us could, could make it right. None of us could pay that price that, that Jesus paid and survive, I guess I would, you would say. Because <laughs> the price was death. Even at our best, we are still sinners who fall short of the glory of God. And so there, there had to be a payment for our sin. And that came through Christ. So again, these two two components, if you are two parts of faith that I, I broke down, that we are saved by faith in Christ and we are justified by faith in Christ. So going back to, to Hebrews here and this scripture that we read as we started, and I would encourage you today as well, um, take some time to read through Hebrews, the whole, that whole chapter, chapter uh, 11 there. It's really good and, and it just highlights all these moments of these, this, how faith had interacted and how it worked through these people that you would probably recognize very well. But faith is, uh, from this, this passage anyways, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. What, what does that mean? I mean, it sounds really good, but it's, it's really the, the, the understanding that, again, where our hope is set or what, what it is we're looking for, that we will see that obtained one day, right? Um, one of the favorite things my youngest son, Josh, likes to do uh, when we're traveling, especially long distances, and I've, I've got my GPS, you know, the, the phone going, Google Maps, whatever, and, you know, he sees just the long line of where we're going. And he seems to always want me to, he wants me to, like, to zoom out so he can see kind of the, the home, like the little flag or whatever, that, where we're headed. And, and that's the thing, you know, to remember, because it, it gives a perspective and it knows that, that hey, we're going to arrive at that point at some point. It may take a while, but this is where we're going and we will get there. And that is really what faith does for us as we continue to walk things out, face the things that we face on this earth. We have that hope. We have that destination in mind. Now, again, you know, that can't be the only thing. We understand that it's going, we are going to go through the journey. We are going to go through the mountains and the valleys on the way, but we know where our ultimate destination will be. Okay, and so we can have faith and hope and the assurance that we will arrive. And then it goes on. It's you know uh, where it says the faith that is the faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Again, it's the conviction of the existence of those things. As we started out today talking about faith, again, take the wind or take what happened, what we saw today. We do, we do these things in faith. And I believe most of us here in this place today, in this grass, would say that we are convinced, we, would, we, we are convinced that God is real, that God has saved us and that the Bible is true. And the, the, the struggle the world has is they, they say, well, show me or show, well, it's, it's, it's there. It's all there. When you read the word of God, when God reveals himself to us, it's clear as day, isn't it? There is, there is a, a faith and there's a hope and we can understand and know that, that these things do exist. 
hearing some of these testimonies. You know what was so amazing? Did you see, look at the, the, the demographic, right? You had young, can I say old, or older? You had older, <laughs> right? You, but you had this range. You had this range of people, of color, of size, of backgrounds, the testimonies. I mean, it's beautiful to see that. Why? Because God does not just, you know, fit one person. God has created all of us to be different and, and we're all created in his image and that's the beauty and that's the beauty of the body of Christ as, in general is that we're all, not all alike. And so again, we can know that these things are true. You know, we also see in this, this passage that it's about believing God, but it's, it's to the point of action, to the point of action. Again, it should move us. Our faith should move us to do something. And I don't, I know that I struggle. I'm not going to talk about all of you today. I'll talk about myself. I know that I struggle at times to do things, to do what God has called me to do. Why? Because they're hard. <laughs> and I know they're going to stretch me and to step out in that. But I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know God has put that on my heart to do something. And so many times, and that's, isn't that the, the, the uh, motive or the, not the motive, but the, the tactic of the enemy is to get us to this place where we're so busy with life. With so, we're so busy with these good things, which are, again, they're not bad. And that's how we reason it out. But we're still not acting out on or we're not stepping out on and doing what God has called us to do. And it's so easy. And this is why it just seems like we just continue to get busier and busier. You know, we got all this technology gets better and better. And it was supposed to free us up. You know, they say however many years ago, you know, when tech really started changing, that we're going to be at the point where we're just going to sit back with our feet kicked up because we're going to be able to handle so many things so quickly. But all it does is like, well, you know, now I can do more in that same amount of time. We just take on more load and more load, right? Just like take an automobile. Like if we didn't have a car, well, we can only work so far away. Well, now we can get, get a car, so now we can drive that far away, you know, and we just, we're just constantly moving and constantly busy. But what it does is it takes away sometimes uh, the, the action that God has called us to do. Lastly, faith is, uh, it, it should be um, every person's response to God's revelation. We, when we realize that God is... And I'm, I stop that sentence right there. When we realize that God is, when we realize who God is, that builds and brings our faith back, doesn't it? It, it, it? it puts into our faith. You see, when we come into these situations, and I've mentioned this before, when we come into these places where, um, where, where we're struggling, oftentimes it's because we've gotten our eyes off of God. It's, it's oftentimes we bring in, we've brought our view of God from being very high and very big and very up here to just down here. And the, 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 the sight and view of our problem, we've raised and elevated above God. Because when we truly understand, not that we can fully ever comprehend, that how great and how good and how amazing God is, our problems begin to seem and look very small. Not just look, but they are. We start to see things in the right perspective, don't we? But it comes with a high view of God. Just a, f a few points here that I want to make from this, this passage. As we saw a couple names mentioned, first we see Abel, which is Cain and Abel is a pretty common um, account that most of us know. 
But there's something that really strikes me about Abel. Because here's the deal, that faith, our faith should bring us to a place of worshiping God. When we stand out here, we don't stand out here to, to sing songs just to be like American Idol. No, we're standing out here because we are worshiping God through song. We are worshiping God through our presence here. We are worshiping God in everything we do and say. And what's striking, I don't know if you caught this or not. Let me, before I read this, so let me ask you a question. Did Abel bring an offering or a sacrifice to the Lord? Yes, yes is the answer. Let's try it again. Did Abel bring an offering to the Lord? He did. He did, bring a, he did bring one, right? Did Cain bring an offering to the Lord? And do you know what? Let me just tell you this. Do you know that both of those offerings, in, in, the, in the sense of what they were, were okay? They were allowed to be brought to the Lord. If you understand what I'm saying, I think you'll hear what I'm trying to get to. Both of the, the physical things they brought were acceptable. But what was missing from Abel, or I'm saying from Cain. His faith, right? The attitude in which he brought it. The way in which he brought it. He brought the right thing, but God didn't care about it. Do you think God were like, well, those are some, I, I need some vegetables here in heaven. Could you, you know, present that to me? Or, hey, you know, I need a dead animal carcass. Could you, you know, could you do that? I need some, something, some meat in heaven. Is that what God was looking for? What was God looking for? The heart that was behind it, the attitude of the gift. Do you understand? And so what this means for us, listen, you know, again, we, you know, we in this church, we give. We, ha we give monetarily, we give of our time. But can I tell you something? God doesn't care. <laughs> it does not impress God with the amount of time that you spend at the church. It doesn't impress God with the amazing, elaborate, or expensive, you know, all the money that you want to put into to the giving here or what you do. That does not impress God. What impresses God is a heart that is submitted to him and a heart that is truly in, operating in faith and working in faith and giving from a place of love and of worship. It comes down to the heart. And that's what's challenging. That's what's challenging to me. And that's what was very sobering as I read through, like, Wow. So it's not just through the motions, it's where is our heart at and is our heart in it? So we see this, this picture. Again, faith should also bring us to a relationship with God. We saw Enoch mentioned. And so I asked today, you know, how, how is our, our being? You know, we just, we just mentioned about how, is, how are we worshiping God? Is it with our whole heart? But how is, our, how is yours and mine being with God today? What do I, I have being in, you know, quotations? Not what are we doing for God, but are we being with God? Are we, are we walking in relationship with God every day? And it was encouraging again to hear some of these testimonies. You know, I mean, Benny Ludd often was convicting me, you know, he's just, you know, I'm, I'm reading these books of the Bible. I'm reading, you know, it's like, praise God. How, how am I doing? How are you doing? You know, like we need, again, to spend time with God every day. You know, I mean, again, I think it was Marty that mentioned, you know, she gets up every morning and the, the way she starts her day in, in the word rather than, hey, let's go to the news. I mean, for most of us, we, we reach for the, 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 the iPad or we go online. Hey, what's, what's the latest things that are wrong with the world because they never you know it's never the stories unless you follow like a you know a puppy page or something like that you could start your day like that that's pretty good but 
most every story in there is going to be, you know, catastrophic things, horrible things. And how many of us, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, don't worry. But how many of us, if we're honest, we start our day with that, right? <laughs> it's just we reach our phone. What's going on? Oh, yeah, everything's on fire. People are dying. You know, the world's falling apart. And then we try to go to the scripture and then we were, <laughs> and we can't even spool down from that if you gave us all day. How do we start our days and are we spending time being with God? So how are we worshiping? How is our time with God? How are we being with God? And lastly, what are we doing for God today? As we saw with Noah. Now again, this is, uh, I don't think any of us can top this one. Living in a dry and arid place, desert basically. And here's Noah. Okay, God, I'm going to build a boat. <laughs> You know, I mean, that, that's just, and it wasn't like, you know, a short process. It was a very, 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 very long time. Many, many years he spent building and everybody thought he was crazy. So that kind of commitment really says a lot, doesn't it? But it's, it's what are we doing and what are we willing to do? I remember one, one point in my life, God had asked me to do something. You know, I felt like God put it on my heart to just, I needed to do this thing. And I was really kind of like, but people are going to think I'm weird, you know? You guys don't think I'm weird, right? Some of you are looking at me kind of crazy, but okay, just checking. But they're going to think I'm weird. And, and, and I remember God just, I felt like he spoke just very clearly to me and just said, you know what? Are you willing to look like a fool for me? <laughs> are you willing to look like a fool for me? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. And I stepped into it and I was really nervous. But then, I mean, God moved, and, and the person that I had talked to was like, this is right on. You know, God, this has been going on. And it was confirmed that, you know what, I had stepped out and I'd done the right thing. But I, I don't say that, like, braggadociously. I say that as that was the one time I've, from all the other times that I missed it. And so, again, we are to be doing, we are to be, to be being obedient to what God has called us to. So in conclusion today, as we prepare to wrap up, we're going to, close here in just a moment with a song. My question for you today, is there, what is the evidence of your faith today? What is the evidence of your faith today? Where is your faith today? Is it in a place where, you know, you would be, uh, Happy if, if you were above your head or on your chest, you had like a faith meter, would it be pegged out today? Or would it be kind of like maybe more on the, the empty end? And if you are, you know, in that place where your faith is struggling today, then I would, I would ask, you know, where, where, where are you spending your time? Where are you putting your efforts? Where are you, you looking as your source today? Again, because if we look online, if we look in the, the newspaper articles or the, the headlines, I should say, if there are newspapers anymore, if we look there, <laughs> there, there's not much to be have faith in, is there? Because truly, God is our, our constant in life. Jesus Christ is our constant. And it is by going to his word that we are able to be built up, that we are able to be strengthened in our faith, to have our faith renewed and restored once again, that we can face uh, what is ahead of us. Folks, listen, the world today, it does not take much to get their attention because people are scrambling, they are struggling, and they are confused, and they are scared. 
But we as, as believers, if, if we are built up in our faith and we are spending time in our word to, to, to strengthen that and we are walking out every day in front of others that people see us and they're like, what is different? How are you walking this out? How are you doing this in life right now? With everything going on, how do you have hope? How, do you, how are you happy? How do you have joy? Do you know what that is? It's the prettiest tee up for you to knock it out of the park, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I'm scared to share my faith. I don't really know how to say. They're begging and they're looking for it. They're looking for an explanation. And you simply just tell them, well, this is what I've experienced. Let me tell you about it. And you don't have to have five points and, you know, and, and, and a PowerPoint that goes up on the wall for them. Share your heart. Share your story. Share your testimony. And watch what God does. One of the greatest stories in the Bible is of the least when the, the boy shows up with the loaves and the fish, right? <laughs> did he pack a lunch for thousands that day? All he did was show up and, and he gave up. He gave up his lunch to Jesus and let Jesus do what only Jesus could do. It is not your job, and I hate to break it to you either, you cannot save anyone. Only God saves our job is to be faithful. Our job is to say, okay, I will share and I will open my, my mouth and I will say truth and I will live my life in a way that's, that's edifying and honoring to God. Would you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, thank you for today. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for, Lord, just again, this, this wonderful experience that we had today. As we remembered, Lord, the sacrifice of the cross and, and the price Jesus paid. And we also celebrated, Lord, in baptisms, Lord, of five, five people, Lord God, as we remember, Lord, the amazing work. Jesus says you were laid down into the grave and you rose in new life and that we share that with you today. And that these five individuals, again, publicly displayed for all to see that they laid down their old self to be raised up new in Christ Jesus. And God, may their lives continue to flourish and grow. May you protect them in this season, Lord God, as they, they grow and step further into their faith. God, I pray for each one here today. I pray for each person, Lord, that is watching online. God, let us not be caught up, Father, in the things of this world. Let us not be caught up, Lord, in the pace of this world. But God, let us be caught up, Father God, in our faith in Christ Jesus. Let us be, uh, Lord, find those moments, Lord, find those times in the day, Lord, to go to your word, to be edified. God, why do we gather here today? We gather, Lord, to, to glean from one another, to, to, to worship together, to, to be encouraged and to encourage one another. So God, I pray that that is the case today, that that is what happened here today, is that we have been encouraged, that we've been edified by your word, we've been edified, Lord God, and built up, Lord, by what we've seen. And God, we thank you for that today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Would you stand?